This episode of Nintendo Expansion Pass is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Expression Pass here on Boss Rush Games. I'm your host and Lights Excited NV. Joining me is the one the only boss man himself is Corey Derry. Hello, good sir. Hello, Ed. It's good to be here. It's good to be uh doing an expansion pass because we haven't done it in a while because oh, yes. you don't <laughs> you don't you don't invite me on anymore because uh you have too many other friends. That's fine. What, what other friends do I have? I don't know. Uh but Ed, there's a lot of exciting things happening. For, yes. For uh, boss rush stuff, Ed, I'm very, I'm quite excited. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm excited for expansion pass. I'm excited for um, jump off point is debuting in May, which I'm, I'm, I think the first couple episodes are already out on Patreon, so you can check those out. I'm very excited for that conversational show that you and Jesse are doing, and. Uh, I've listened to all the, I mean, I was on the second one, I think, but like, yeah, I think it's a great idea for a show. And if I think if we can keep them coming weekly, you know, I think, I think we'll be all right. I think it's going to be good. So, yes. But how are you, Ed? Are you, are you excited for things? I am uh, excited for things. Um, you know, new interviews, uh, Guess that we are not guests that I'm meeting, but like from Boss Rush Podcast, all the guests that you guys have on there. Um, you know, Power Block having guests in our, you know, topics. And um, like you mentioned, Jump Off Point. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much now. Uh, I, I uh, told Josh Martinez, I'm just like, you you pretty much the third chair now. <laughs> the third is the um I mean that's fine but, with me if he wants to, you know, and just have like that rotating fourth chair. I mean that's he's mm-hmm. great. I wish he would I wish he was more available. Uh we had uh one of my friends, Matt, come on uh twice. And just just like, oh wow, this is this feels like a crew that could talk. For <laughs> I mean you know, with, with what we do for that show, but I'm very interested into that. Um, and yeah, just enjoying the new, I guess, I, I kind of want to say season, but I don't want to go into our new season of Boss well, Rush yet until a lot of things come out and then once uh, stuff start rolling and be like, okay, now it's the new season of Boss Rush. Yeah, well, here's the thing is like, we've been really trying to be more efficient in terms of like what we're putting out and mm-hmm. have the quality be higher. And so we've kind of re like focused, we've kind of refocused our content a little bit in terms of like, okay, we definitely want to feature other people. How do we do that? And so like we have our spotlight episodes and then expansion passes kind of, you know, we're still going to do the Nintendo version of it, but we're also expanding it out into the, like the, just whatever if we have, if there's mm-hmm. another topic like obviously the microsoft activision acquisition 
is going to be something we're going to want to talk about. But, you know, in terms of boss rush proper, we don't really have a place to talk about that. So expansion pass is going to like, we're going to have to, you know, talk about that there. Obviously they'll talk about it on crossroads, but I'm just talking about the stuff that exists on our channel. Right. So, yes. Um, it's going to be an interesting may because, um, we're kind of using may as our transition month. So that's why we're kind of debuting, uh, jump off point and, uh, I think there's by the time this comes out, there's still a couple <laughs> ranking Nintendos that need to come out and uh, some other things. But and then obviously yes. this will exist. So um, we're going to try. We're going to try to hit all the content that is required for our Patreon before we kind of rework it in June. Right. Yes. But. I just want people to know that we might miss a few things, <laughs> which is probably something we should announce on like a main show, but like we're going to try to hit every, the, the times and stuff, but our schedule is changing in June for our content. And I want to, I just want everybody to know that we might miss an a episode or two of something, uh, because of scheduling and stuff. So, yes. Anyways, which uh, that's not which what we're I, here to talk about, but <laughs> which I can say is just like it's a way to give ourselves as creators here um, a break. You know, something comes up. We'll yeah, see. I want I want people to take breaks, um, even though I refuse to take breaks. But, you know, I, I want people to take breaks and feel like that they don't have to do mm-hmm. a thousand different things. Right. So, because you know we need we, we're going to need our boss rush summer break just for a week, <laughs> like of no content, <laughs> of recording yeah, of recording new content, but already have content already planned for it. I should say. Yeah, and you know I don't I don't really want to take breaks, but I know it's important for other people to take breaks, and mm-hmm. people keep telling me I need to take a break. So we'll figure that out at that point, but. uh yeah, I'm excited for a lot of the the stuff coming up. Uh, spotlight stuff. Like, uh, I don't know if I told you or not, Ed, but our first spotlight's going to be with Secret Friends, uh, Secret Friends Unite. So Yay! I'm very excited for that. Pretty excited. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, the scoop. The scoop update, to do. The bus <laughs> So, well, Corey, I kind of we're probably going to jump around uh with some things That's um fine. but you sent me a picture of i guess it i don't know if it was uh, like a like christmas paper roll or something like that it it, it looked it looked that way by the picture uh-huh. and you asked me what does this look like and i responded to you and i know i got it wrong but i think i was looking at the circles of it uh-huh. And it kind of looked like that same circle of smoke that was in Wind Waker. So that's why I was thinking about it, not with what we're going to be literally talking about. Um, so do you want to explain to people uh, what you showed me and what that represents and how can that be connected to what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, so I haven't really seen anybody talk about this and not that a lot of people would really know or care or whatever, but like we were at the library we were at the library with my kids the other day doing like 
family stuff <laughs> you know like <laughs> uh, they had they had like crafts there and a kids musician there and a balloon person and an animal person right like somebody brought in animals and um we went over to like this the arts and crafts kind of area and this girl had this table laid out with this paper on it and the paper mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of this water mat that that riley has where like you know you you take a paintbrush and water and you kind of draw whatever you want on it and then when the water evaporates you can kind of reuse the mat right because it just kind of evaporates and the mat is dry and then it just you know that kind of thing well this was just like regular paper and i'm like well how you know my wife started asking her questions like what is this or whatever and i didn't think anything of it at first i'm like okay whatever uh and but it had the same effect where like my daughter would draw on this paper, right? And then yeah. the paper would dry. Like the paper, when she used water on the paper, the paper would turn black, right? To show what she had colored. And then as the paper dried, it became white again. And so that's like when it turned white, you knew it was dry and you could go back over it again. Granted, my daughter kind of used like an entire gallon of water, I feel like, on this table. And it's like stopped <laughs> drying after a while because there's so much water on it. But the concept was like, okay, we're going to color on this paper. It'll dry, and then you can draw something totally different. Well, it's called Buddha paper. And I looked at the roll that it came on because it was sitting there in a chair, right? The roll was sitting there in a chair. Yes. And when you look at the Breath of the or the uh, Tears of the Kingdom character art with the brown swirls behind them, it's the exact sa- it's literally the exact same pattern as the on this roll of paper as it was as it is in the zelda art and it instantly i texted you i texted stephanie um and i'm like i have new theories about what this game is going to be about and i think tears of the kingdom is going to be about rewriting the timeline and there's going to be a lot of i think there's a time travel definitely has a thing has a has a uh, place in this game now. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I think this episode comes out the week of Tears of the Kingdom, and we could pro- this episode might be moot by that point. Maybe I'll switch some things around just to get it out early. Yeah, but my point is, is like that that paper like sent me into this <laughs> rabbit hole of Zelda timelines, and like, how does this work? Are we rewriting the timeline? Are we going to see? events that are familiar from other games happen in this game, but they happen differently. Are we going to kind of go back and try to fix these events from other games? Are we going to experience them in a different way or in a different timeline or in a separate dimension? You know, like, are we going to, and that's like, it all spawned because I saw this paper roll at the library when we were trying to do some art and crafts. Right. So I don't know. What did you think of that picture I sent you, though? Ed? Like, have, but, have you thought about it since then? Like, so when you mentioned it, I it, I it didn't catch on in my head until you actually mentioned it. Be like, no, this is a character background for Tears of the Kingdom, and then I had to go and look at it at one of the artworks. Like, I think I looked at one with Zelda behind it, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it is. And so thinking about like looking at it, I didn't try to, I didn't make a connection yet about the time thing, 
but it makes sense if they are trying to bring time into this game. Mm-hmm. So they could rewrite, you know, not rewrite Ganondorf, but I'm like, maybe this is, maybe with time, this is the way that Link is going to get Zelda back. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe it's, maybe time is what is needed to hold Ganon back in place. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, whatever is, whatever is holding him has has weakened over what time and if there's a way to make it stronger once again so that it could hold Ganondorf for another hundred plus whatever years and stuff then time will play a factor you know Mm -hmm. we may actually see this this kind of style Maybe it's a background thing. Maybe it's from the Yuga clan uh, or the Yiga clan. Maybe it's something that it's, you can literally buy in a town and stuff. Like, I, I feel like this this design, I, I can't believe no one caught on because you would think about it that it's just a simple background design. Mm-hmm. Like, who and thinks my, of my a initial, oh, my, oh, my initial thought, too, was like, Oh well, this is just this is just a coincidence, and like this paper, just this is just the design of the role that they that they put it on, right? It's not right. This doesn't not every role of of Buddha paper comes on this this design or this role, right? Well, I went to look it up, right? Like on Amazon, and you know, went to generic Google shopping just as a quick search. Mm-hmm. All of this paper has this design on it, like the like the rolls of the paper. Are this design, and I'm like this. I'm like this. This has to like this kind of writing the time, like writing and rewriting, and like time. Like it. It. There's no way this was not connected. There. There's no way. And I wish people. I wish this was like. I don't know. I. I wish people could see this and under like in in you know, maybe I'll just put this episode up early for people to listen to, Mm. because I want people to really think about this. Right. And like how it could affect the game, because like, I mean, when the game comes out, this conversation is going to not matter because there's going to be spoilers, like, you know, 10 hours after the game comes out. Mm. Right. Like, so I I just, uh, I think that this, uh, what Buddha paper is and like the, the similarities in like storytelling and, I mean, the Zelda timeline is kind of like a mess anyway, right? And what if they're trying to, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, reset the timeline? Or that explains why, you know, the Ocarina split is three ways. Or why it doesn't really make sense that this game is in this timeline or as opposed to the other timeline. And maybe they're really trying to take the timeline seriously now. And everything after Breath of the Wild is like, you know, okay, Breath of the Wild is the first game now. And, like... You know the time. This is it starts a new timeline in an alt, like an alternate timeline to the games that have come before. You know. Yes. Well, now, now with having a paper theory, uh, this Buddha paper theory now in the game, I'm I'm back on to yeah. This game may be literally main games, not side games. The main game probably is the trilogy now because. Mm-hmm. You know, if 
if we see this paper in the game and it doesn't play a part, oh, yeah, there's going to be a part three. Because I'm like, how does Nintendo incorporate something from uh, India? You know, how do you Mm -hmm. incorporate this from another culture and stuff? Because we haven't... To me, if, if... if I think about it, the Gerudo probably would be the most closest to a uh, Arabian kind of nature to the game. So if that is the case, maybe they do will play a part big into this game or big into this whole storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually think they will. Right. I think this is a I think I really think that. uh I, I really think that this is they're going to try to tie this into some sort of cultural thing mm-hmm. and Link is going to have maybe maybe it's the Zonai maybe the Zonai are the people who are entrusted with the sacred timeline or something and they need to bring together the three of them to to reset the timeline or something like you know what I mean like I, I really think that this is what's happening and maybe i just sound like a crazy person but this is no, like it's, it's been it's been it's, it's been stuck with me since you know i saw that little <laughs> paper i haven't stopped thinking about it it's fascinating because like who would you would think that even if just youtubers and gamers and people who are historian would be able to recognize this and, they should they should have been able to say something. Literally, you're li- you're the first person who brought this up. I didn't even realize it. Didn't realize uh-huh. it at all. Because, yeah. you know, if you just showed it to some person to somebody, they'd be like, "Oh, that's some that's a cute background or something." You wouldn't think where it originated from and what it the meaning of it. You you just wouldn't think. You know, mm-hmm. it took us a long time to even see any content for Tears of the Kingdom. Now that we got artwork out there and it's behind this background, now it's going to be like when when you're informed what that background represents, you're going to be like, okay, now I might now I could, uh, start um, creating theories and talking about what this game could be if time is a factor into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just fashion. Now it's like a deeper meaning or it's a connection to something about the game or that could be in the game. And maybe not, but I'm like, it, it will create a conversation about it for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of like that's just where my mind has been recently is like, I, I think I think there's this game's going to be a lot deeper than people are going to give it credit for at first. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I think Nintendo's really going to try to do something out of the ordinary with this game and actually tell like a compelling <laughs> almost like time travel story. Um and I I I think I think they're going to try to really go for it and rewrite the timeline and make it something that people because I think they see things I think the current leadership and nintendo sees things like you know god of war and uh destiny and and um you know games that take their lore super seriously Mm -hmm. right and 
you know, we got our first taste of it with Breath of the Wild, right? And I, I think the current regime at Nintendo is seeing people really caring about the stories in these games. And maybe, just maybe, like Zelda is going to be the game that pushes them over the edge. Then they say, yeah, we we take our lore seriously, too. And, you know, all these games still happened. They happen in different timelines. They happen in alternate universes. But we're here to rewrite and set a new timeline. And everything from here on out is canon to the Breath of the Wild timeline. And again, this is me being a hopeful Nintendo fan, but I think it's something they could really do and pursue, you know? Yeah, I I think what a lot of people got to recognize is that Zelda now is not a Miyamoto Zelda. It's not mm-hmm. that era. It's something different. You know, we got, we got, we had a Miyamoto Zelda. We had a Numa's Zelda. Um, now, because I think we got a new direction going on, I think people are interested in knowing what the story is because, you know, what is being said and what's being shown to us, I'm like, that is going to hit us on a different emotional level or it's going to draw us in into its narrative where where we are seeing how things unfold, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's Nintendo's version of a fairy tale, but it's more intriguing, well thought out, and captivating. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munker, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Yeah, and I think you see, I think you see that by even some of the voice acting that they fired, right? With like, mm-hmm. you know, I know everybody's going crazy over the Ganon voice actor. I don't, I don't really know who he is, so I can't really tell you. But I know a lot of people are excited for that, and uh, you know, Patricia Somerset being Zelda, which is, she's pretty. Uh, a pretty big actor um, in that sense too so mm. uh, I don't know I, I think I mean you know fingers crossed but I, I think this is the one that Nintendo's finally going to invest in and be like this is it you know and maybe that's why we're getting this <laughs> the $70 price hike not uh, I mean also like games are just $70 now but so Nintendo should probably be on you, that level so- but can I can I say my thoughts on the seventy dollar thing now no. that I'm thinking about it? I really think that because instead of the game being huge and big and all of that, and and the cutscenes, I think a lot of that has to do with the voice acting. I think, and I think there's a lot of cinematics in this game that they have put in. I mean, of course, the physics in creativity and the sky world and all that stuff. But I think there's a lot of technical stuff that they have incorporated in this game that boosted the, um, the budget up to where in order for them to break even or whatever, it's going to be $70. You know? I mean, I think, I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to surpass millions of copies. I mean, this game's going to sell better. This game's going to sell better than breath of the wild. I think for sure. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I just think games are seventy dollars now, and Nintendo wants to make sure they look like they are a premium product, you know, compared to these mm-hmm. other the other guys who are selling seventy dollars games. And so I don't, I don't care. Look, I there's a lot of work that goes into these games. I think that there are certain games I think are probably worth more than $70 that are $70. And I think there are definitely games that are worth less, but uh, you know, that's, that's where we are. I, I think these, I think I actually think Nintendo has been pretty good at exploring the scale, like the scale of the uh, price range, right? Like, I mean, Metroid prime remastered was $40. They could have easily gotten 60 out of that. Yeah. No, like that game was totally worth a $60 price tag in my opinion. Um, you know, in Metroid Dread, $60. But then you get stuff like, you know, Good Job, which is $10 or the Kirby game, which was $15 or $40. Or, you know, you get the uh, some games that are $50 and it's like, well, they're really exploring the, the, <laughs> the prices of these things. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It's something Microsoft, I think, does pretty well, too, is exploring the the price scale. And, 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 and if I think a lot of people got to realize that the price doesn't always speak about the product itself being bad or anything. You mm-hmm. know, um, like Hi-Fi Rush, that was $40 at a digital on the game, Shadow Drop. And it's good. Like, people all have already put it into a Game of the Year nominations and stuff yeah. you know the, the $40 price point is the new 20 slash $30 budget title but to get games like that and it's good and it's high quality yeah I think it's a great business way um, to get games out there for people who are on a budget yeah and want a game yeah Um. so yeah I mean that's kind of my prediction is that this game is going to uh it's going to explore the timeline it's going to probably rewrite a lot of things that we know about zelda and i can't wait Mm -hmm. for people to freak out because it's not not my zelda like whatever so i never understood that quote not my zelda i'm like then what zelda people are just dumb that's my opinion it's funny, uh, as we talk about uh, Tears of the Kingdom, um, they say ever since it's released, the trailer, the final trailer has been... Okay, so the trailer has 8.4 million views ever since it released, and that was 10 days ago at the time of this that's recording. A, that's, a, that's, a beefy, uh, that's a beefy trailer. I mean, who's not excited? I mean, some people are probably ready to be disappointed or let down, but I think good. Let them be. We're going to be happy. (laughs) I think for it, I think it's once again. I always talk about this stuff in three ways. I think people. There are people who who wants it to be a failure or have his problems to be pointed out. I think there's people who cannot wait to do the fuse functionality, but I think 
there are people who are really going for this game for the story. You know, are really going for uh-huh. the narrative. Um, yeah. And it looks like if they could, if Nintendo can put it off, we're going to have a great final battle at the game. And I think we're going to have a satisfying conclusion. But that conclusion can also lead into part three. You know, we don't know. Ganondorf could win. Who knows? I mean, that's been my theory all along is that like, maybe that's the theory is like Ganon wins. Ganondorf wins this, this in this game. And then mm-hmm. the third game will be you rewriting the timeline. Right. I mean, that's my right. thought really, you know, because how yeah. would Hyrule look like under Ganon's rule? Uh, like when Scar took over Pride Rock and the Lion King. Oh, wow. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. Scary, probably. I don't know. Like, like I would, I would literally be shocked. Now, <laughs> once again, it's just the week, it's on the week of Mother's Day. Um, and I know job-wise for me, a lot will be happening. Um, but shoot, if I get that Friday off, that'd be good for me. Because <laughs> I know people are going to be talking about it. Um, people are definitely going to be looking for the reviews for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our book I've club. Heard... I mean, it's our book club game for the next two or three months. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, shoot. Yeah. But I'm like, how do you... I think once you find the offering of that game, like what it gives you to get powerful or whatever, it's really going to be interesting on how long this game really could be. Um, Yeah, this game's going to be huge. This game's going to be massive. Absolutely massive. You know, because I'm... I want to build a town. You know, I want to... I want to get the message store back to where it needs to be, or maybe it's time to get a new master sword. Uh-huh. Like, like a literally a new one. Well, it's going to be the white sword, right? I mean, that's kind of what we've talked about. Where like that would be that's and that's where that would, the game would be interesting. The white sword and having that wizard come in. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's. I think that might be something we consider, right? Yeah, because so. it's just like I know we know that Zelda has the light arrows, but maybe the maybe the white sword is something that Link actually needs. Yes, the master sword is powerful, but is the white sword could be that game's backup. And everything. Yeah, I I think that I think it's gonna be this game's master sword, right? I, I mm-hmm. especially if you're traveling like dark realms or whatever, and you need the the white sword to like fight off the darkness. Like uh, that's I don't know. I think that's I think it's happening. Just saying. I do wonder. Could there be? A way that the blood moon gets destroyed. Maybe it crashes into Earth. Or Hyrule, I guess. 
I wonder is that part of could that be part of Gannis plan to bring it more into the world? I don't see why not. Sorry. Mm. Okay. I don't. I don't see why that wouldn't happen. I mean, I. I don't know, man. Totally could. Well, I could see it. And we'll find out on the twelfth. Like, and man, it's it's going to be hard because I know people are going to be wanting to post stuff, but it's just like, I think Nintendo. See, this is the thing about it is that, I think. Because it's gonna be physical and digital, I think it's just gonna it's going to just dominate on Twitch, dominate on Facebook gaming, dominate on Twitter, like YouTube and stuff. I think it's literally gonna be the game that everybody is just talking about and showing off and everything. And I know they're gonna to try to be making fun of other games and stuff, which I don't think that should be that's not fair, but I'm like, if people run through Redfall, getting all that they need, if Jedi Survivor, um, people run through that and get all that they need, I don't think people are going to be running through Breath of the um, Tears of the Kingdom. I think people are ready to be like, let me experiment to see where stuff is at and what I could build and then make a video of it so I can make people watch my content, get those clicks, or just make people laugh. It's it's going to be interesting to say the least. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I I think it's going to be really uh really interesting to see uh what happens because uh I don't know this game this game Nintendo's been doing some interesting things with games that are like. They're not really games as a service, but they kind of are, mm-hmm. right? Like like Mario Kart and Animal Crossing, yes. right? They want you to be in that game forever, regardless of if you're, like, really in there forever or not. But, like, man, this is going to be like... I, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is going to be, like, their kind of almost Minecraft to an extent, you know? I mean, obviously, you can't do as much, but I think... I think it could be interesting, especially if like the fuse ability is like, you know, yeah, they you can do whatever you want with it, or like, you know, what if we do actually rebuild a, a town, but like actually have to, to build the buildings ourselves instead of like, oh, complete this objective so the house gets built, you know, like, what if we actually get to do that? I would be, be here super for cool. it. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's just, and I know in the trailers, you kind of see parts laying around. So that's giving you idea. Okay, if you stay here and, and you fuse some things, you can build some kind of vehicle for yourself. You know, they do got parts laying around specifically for that area um, yeah. and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to be like, I want to see the big crazy stuff. Like, what you do... Um, with the automatic, uh, like with the fan and the wind and stuff like there. Um, mm-hmm. what what could be done with that to help me get out of a bind and stuff? Because I'm like, what do you, what if you had to make a vehicle in, um, in a dungeon or something in this game? 
Yeah. If they if they return back the dungeons. Yeah. Man, the dungeons, man. I can't wait to see what they do with those. I I wonder if the shoot the champions are still moving around in the game. Yeah, that's I don't know. my Maybe, I mean, they could be, I guess, but I don't know. I think it could be interesting. I wonder. What if the dun? What if the dungeons were like below the divine beasts? Ooh, that would what, be yeah. Like maybe the divine beasts are doing more than just like protecting whatever, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they're actually guardians of the dungeons. You know, yeah. And there's like these because, big elaborate dungeons underneath. Yeah, because like still in the trailer, like I said, when that castle come out the sand or whatever's coming out the sand, I'm like, that's going to have to be a dungeon. There's no way that that is not a dungeon. Yeah. So. so. Well, Corey, I think we could call that one a wrap. Yeah, probably. I mean, I. I'm excited for Tears of the Kingdom. I'm mm-hmm. like really I'm still trying to wrap my head around like what's really going to happen. Uh but I th- I think this is uh I think this is really interesting and I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see people's reactions and I kind of I I hope it's everything that we've wanted it to be and more, you know. It's to me, I know it's going to be a great game, um, but I think it's just man, it's been a long time that a trailer, like to the final trailer for Tears of the Kingdom, that made us just like want to have big insightful discussions. I don't know what other, what Breath of the, of course Breath of the Wild did it because like Breath of the Wild, we literally was. Definitely for older par block, that's all we literally was talking about because we didn't expect that Nintendo and Anuba and the team would go that route with this game. Like they took a huge risk. Oh yeah. This. Yeah. I mean, I think Skyward Sword had a lot to do with that though, right? Where like mm-hmm. people didn't people didn't like Skyward Sword, right? And so they had to do something. I think people were tired of the old, like Skyward Sword felt old when it came out. Right. And not that I don't love a traditional 3D Zelda, right? Twilight Princess is, is my, my favorite quote unquote traditional 3D Zelda game. Right. But that formula has been going on since Ocarina of Time and arguably yes. since A Link to the Past, really. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that they had to do that. And the only way to do that was to re- really rethink what Zelda was. And like, like I said before, I don't think Breath of the Wild is perfect, right? I think, I think the lack of dungeons was like a really a big problem for me in that game. Like, I the divine beasts were not different enough to sacrifice dungeons to solve these weird puzzles in there, right? Like, I I would have loved traditional Zelda dungeons. And oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. You could, and like, yeah, you can tackle them however you want, whatever. But like, I, I, and also like the weapon, the weapon uh, degradation also did not care for. I hope that this fuse mechanic fixes maybe the issues that I, <laughs> you know, I, I want, I wanted like, 
if you're going to have weapon degradation, at least for like, you know, this tier of weapon and above, please have some sort of crafting to make it more durable or to, you know, make it stronger or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those were like my two biggest issues with the game, but it's still an incredible game. And from I I hope the Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts jokes kind of go away with these uh, machine building things. Like I I want I wonder how big of a part of this game that's going to be. I hope it doesn't. I hope that their ideas mm-hmm. don't uh, overstay their welcome. If that makes sense, I hope that like. I hope they their ideas add to the experience that was Breath of the Wild without, you know, kind of killing what that game was supposed to be. Yes. So. But with that, everybody, that's going to be it for Expansion Pass. Me and Corey are in the Bosworth community. Are super excited for Tears of the Kingdom. And, you know, we just can't wait to play it. Uh, we got more exciting news and uh, things coming your way. So uh, keep up with us. You know, keep watching us on YouTube. Um, you know, if you want to get some of that content early, uh, join us on our Patreon. You know, we got all our information on bossfish.net that you guys can uh, check out and everything. Some of our writings, some of our podcast videos and stuff with our partners um, here at Bossfish. With that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Expansion Pass. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Nintendo Expansion Pass is part of Nintendo Power Block and is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC. The show is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio, and is hosted by me, Edward Varnell. My co-host is Corey Derrick. You can find Corey at HD on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. Follow Expression Pass as part of Nintendo Powerblock and on all social media platforms at Powerblock Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.